0: Before we begin today's episode, let's hear from this week's sponsor. It's story time, brought to you by locumstory.com. Today we'll be reading Docs in Shocks. Some docs are overworked as work works, overworked workers, wary. Some docs are overstocked, stopped as pandemic tick-tocks keep docs off clocks. If docs are in shocks as the pandemic clock tick-tocks, then... Locums is the key to unburn the burnt out broken. So how many clock tick tocks must talk until docs tick box and swaps to the spoken locum tenens token to unburn the burnt out broken? Enough ticks have talked. The time is now when locums is how. Locum tenens tend to trend as a godsend men to burnout ends. For more information, locum tenens information, go to drpodcastnetwork.com forward slash locum story is your final destination. So good morning, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode for the Financial Freedom for Physicians podcast. And as you know, we promote four types of freedom. First is financial. Second is location. Third is time. And fourth is emotional freedom. So we bring our aim is to bring on guests that are doing cutting-edge innovative work doing things against the grain and changing the world so today we have a very special guest um uh, it's, it's dr sogo pavalon and i'm going to she we actually have some of the same roots we went to the same uh medical school we went to baylor uh went to the same undergrad texas a&m and she did her pediatric residency at Texas Children's Hospital. And she is a managing partner and founder of ABC Pediatric Clinic established in 2008, which is an independent pediatric private practice. And she grew the practice from a two physician clinic to eight provider serving 10,000 patients in an underserved Hispanic community in East Houston. She's also served on a number of boards and administrative roles for the Texas Pediatric Society the Texas Medical Association, um, also for the Texas Children Health Plan, as well as the Memorial Hermann Physician Network. And her passion is to serve the low income community, uh, where she created a pediatric medical home that focuses on providing evidence based medicine and quality care for the underserved. And she's a strong advocate. So now she's actually transitioning and she's been an advocate in a Uh, for all physicians to take the leap and embrace autonomy and independence and be free from all of these regulatory and uh, administrative hassles. So she's also focused on mindful living. And today we're going to be talking about uh, the the role of finances, and she has a really unique message and the importance of mindful living. So without ado, uh, we'll welcome Dr. Uh, Pavilon. Welcome.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. I'm honored to be on this podcast. I love your, okay, you have to state your four freedoms again. Financial,
0: financial, location,
1: location, time, time,
0: and emotional freedom. And
1: I love how you added that emotional component because I have, in 13 years of private practice, going on 14 years, I have hit every single goal, right, time and um, financial and personal. Uh But I think at the end of the day, the component that was missing for me was that emotional. And it took me five years Uh to try to figure out why I felt the way I did. And so I love the fact that this, this space is coming more into, it's being more highlighted, especially by us physicians, because I think it's the root, one of the root causes of burnout, right, in a sense. And so it, fabulous. I'm so excited.
0: Uh, we're I'm always um, interested in just I'm using this platform to actually, uh, as a platform and a stepping stone as a, a form of advocacy for physicians and for you know people suffering from chronic stress, fatigue, burnout, looking for options. And so we're, we're so pleased to have you. So tell us, I'm always interested in the backstory. I'm always interested in how people came to be for inspiration, motivation. So tell us your story and where it led you and what you're doing today.
1: Yeah, so I am, I feel like physicians fit this typical um, description. I, you know, we're driven, we're intelligent, we're hardworking, we're type A, we're organized. So we can say across the realm that every one of us is like that. So when we step into, into medicine, we come with those characteristics, right? and so i did and i was super gunko (laughs) but (laughs) kind of beyond my bandwidth um i started i immigrated to the u.s at the age of 10 so lots of challenges with you know communication cultural social family finances and my entire family my um, dad moved here and he has five brothers and they're all in um they're all entrepreneurs they they all kind of created whatever field that they're in from the you know from kind of the baseline and then moved up and and have their own companies in, in whatever field they're in. And so that's what I grew up around, right? So that, so those were my mentors and those were kind of my, that. that's just the way you do it. It's the American dream, right? Immigrants come over and the American dream is just like to own whatever that you can have because that's what America allows you. And that's what's so beautiful about America. So um, I went through, you know, undergrad and med school and residency. And I actually in residency because I'm so, uh, hands on, and I have—I think I have undiagnosed ADHD, but I have so much energy <laughs> that uh, that I wanted to do a fellowship, and it was between ER and PICU. And so um, I chose PICU because it was so much more intense. And I was like, "Oh, I loved intensity. This is great." And it was very procedure-based, and I loved procedures. And so I applied. I wanted to move to California. I had been married by then, and um, I was. couple of months pregnant when I was interviewing and I got into the UCLA program. And then I had my daughter in August um, of when we graduated. We graduated in July and then I had her in August and then reality kind of hit like, oh, I'm moving away from my family. My husband's not in medicine. He's an attorney. He'd taken the bar. He passed it. But, you know, salaries for lawyers there are less and then cost of living is more. And so I backed out. I backed out in October and I was horrible and, and I felt really bad backing out, but it was the best thing that I had done for my family. And so I came and then I stayed home a couple of months and then I was like, well, I guess I need a job, right? I've had like so much, so much training, so I need a job. So we got a part-time job at a wonderful outpatient pediatric clinic with my sister. She was in the same class as me as well and then we worked for her for two years and clinically we were a good fit but administratively just like any other physicians that goes into the space like they love their patients but they can't they there's a lot of the the fit comes from the administrative component Mm -hmm. and so my dad owns a Dairy Queen in East Houston and he's owned it for like 30 years. And he kept saying, come, come, come. There's so many kids. And then we were like, we don't even know what, what, like what open up a business. I don't know anything. Right. I don't know. Like I finally got through with school. I don't know anything. And he said, come. And then my cousin had a building, um, a plaza there. And he's like, I'll give you the space. And he gave us the space. He's like, I'll give you six months off, but like free, whatever, come in, build it out. If it works great, if it doesn't, doesn't. And so we went, we built it out and we opened the doors and we, they, the patients have not stopped coming with zero marketing. It's all word of mouth. Um, And so I, for the past, for the the next decade. And for those that are physicians that work with the Medicaid community, most of us work in like FQHCs and like these nonprofits that are funded by money from the federal government. We're not, we're just private practice and we get 50% less than our private counterparts, the fees in Texas for pediatrics. I don't know what for specialty so you have to run a really lean clinic right and you can't have and you have to have like everybody working at the top of their scope of care right and you and so it takes a lot and and so those are in the past decade like i just i worked i i worked crazy insane hours because when you have a practice of yourself it's like having a fourth I have three kids so I'm like this is my fourth child because it the phone calls don't stop the bills don't stop like there's something 24 hours a day coming your way right and so I think what happened is at the age of 40 I hit a wall is what I call it and I was completely exhausted like beyond anything like I call it post-call fatigue right when you've done 48 hours or 36 hours at the hospital like in the PICU, and you come home and you're like completely delirious and you don't want to get out of bed that's how I felt for from 40 to like 44 45 I'm 45 now and I couldn't figure it out and you know there were no resources out there like burnout wasn't it big thing like it wasn't you know was a thing but nobody knew about it back then so i was like maybe i'm dying maybe i have cancer maybe i have some like weird rheumatological disease maybe i have chronic fatigue like okay this is how the you're supposed to maybe it's midlife And it wasn't until I started just kind of reading, I started reading like self-help books and, and about like, what is the bigger picture, right? Why do we, because at that point I was financially, right? Where I needed to be. I had, I had checked off all the things on my to-do list, right? I had a family, I had a career, I owned my own business, I was financially in a place where I didn't have to worry about things and I'm not a person that spends a lot of money on like lucrative things, like so it it wasn't like there was a lot of expenses going out. I was still living kind of the same way. Um and so I was like, okay, but like I am the American dream, but why do I feel like poop? <laughs> right? Why do I feel like this. And that's what was so mind boggling to me. And so the message that I want to have for the, the earlier physicians, like early career physicians, is like, you have to put yourself into this checklist that you have right like you yourself your well-being your health your mental cuz i feel like some of us are very good about like i'm going to go exercise and i'm going to feel and i'm going to eat well which is a part of well-being but your emotional well-being is something that we don't talk about often and so if you are giving and giving there's a point where you're going to go, there's not going to be any gas, right? It's like, you know, you're driving a car across country, you have to fill it up. So that is the message that I want. And, and, and you have to do it now. And I know the excuse is like, I don't have time. I have so much to do. There's no time in the day. I need 48 hours in a day. Make time, right? There's always time. If you even start with like five minutes, make time for that five minutes or one minute or two minutes. Start with something because you, yes, you'll hit financial freedom and you'll hit personal freedom and you'll hit um, time freedom, right? But if you haven't really focused on your mind, and your thoughts, and your feelings, and process so many emotions, so many emotions that we keep suppressing, and we're trying to suppress during residency, if you have not processed those emotions, that financial freedom is not, it's going to give you freedom in your bank account, but it's not going to give you self-fulfillment in yourself. Mm -hmm. Uh,
0: That's a very, very uh, poignant point, so on a pointed out to the listeners that you basically talked about you reached the top and you had everything and then you have this sudden aha moment uh, just looking around and you're like uh you know why do i feel this way you know I, a lot of um comments and a lot of feelings are um you reach the top and it's like you know is this it you know this is what i work for you know this is not what i dreamed of so um and that's very very common so you know um you mentioned a lot of good points about refueling. And really, uh, as physicians, we are really going to the field to give, but the system just takes and takes from us. So we have to learn how to replenish ourselves and refuel ourselves so that, you know, we, you know, we can continue to serve and give the community. So I, I love that. And so please continue.
1: Yeah. And so what I say is, like you just mentioned, we give. But instead of giving, because when you give, it empties you out, right? But instead of giving, why don't we change the conversation to sharing? When you share, you are full, right? If full of knowledge or full of energy or whatever that is, what that container is. And so you're able to make a connection. With whatever that you have, that piece of knowledge that you have or a piece of energy that you have, you're able to make that connection on a more balanced right, scale versus like, I'm just going to keep taking pieces of myself and giving it to you at the expense of myself which is what we've been doing right so it's time that we start sharing and how do you share first you have to fill yourself up right in and, and then and then you don't even it's a completely sharing is a completely passive process right giving is like okay i have to expend energy to give something to you sharing is literally like i am in this space and just by my presence there's a ripple effect and people can feel that energy of love or or whatever that energy that you want that you're sitting at right so it's like you're vibrating at a very higher energy those energies of like happiness and joy and content and ease and patience which is so against what we've been conditioned to and what we've been <laughs> trained in medicine right
0: uh-huh. Uh-huh. our
1: are i've been um Reading a lot about the nervous system, right? Because I'm trying to when you, so when I started on my mindfulness journey, right? There were like I would read books and it was very esoteric, right? It was very like woo. They'd be like, you know, sit in the present moment, right? And I'd be like, <laughs> I'd be like, okay. I dropped off my kids. I'm only working three days a week, so I have like these two days off. So I'm gonna be sit in the my present moment, and I would sit on the couch and I'd be like. I am present. But then, (laughs) like, I am physically present on this couch. But what I didn't realize is that I needed to acknowledge what was up here in my brain. What were those thoughts? that were ruminating, right, in my brain. So physically, I was present and I had the time freedom, like freedom of time to like sit here, but emotionally and mentally, I was so preoccupied because even though I sat on the couch, right, strapped in the couch, like looking at the walls, right, <laughs> it was like, oh, this employee and this physician and this kid's activity, and you know, what all those crazy thoughts that go through our mind, right?
0: yeah
1: and so it wasn't until so that was one and then the other component is is recognizing your feelings right we and then that's what's called the mind body connection is your brain and your body or your feelings your mind is all your thoughts that you keep thinking and that's why you have insomnia and that's why you have you know you're not sleeping and you're anxious and those thoughts have a connection, those thoughts actually create your feelings. And that feeling, you feel your feelings in your body, right? It's the, it's the energy that's in your body. So once I connected and brought awareness to like, what am I thinking, right? Like I have all this money, I have all this time, I have all these degrees, and I have all this like, you know, titles and status and whatever, all these committee things. Uh But like, what do I actually think about myself? And it wasn't until I dove into that, like, deep, and I was like, really open to where I was like, oh, that's not very nice. (laughs) Like, you know, Uh And, and it was thoughts like what, what can I do more? Is there more to do? This isn't enough. Oh, this person's doing this. And I feel like I'm not worth, worthy enough to do that. Or they're ahead. Like all these insane thoughts about like competition and like jealousy and which, which, At the beginning, like competition is great, right? Physicians are very competitive and we probably got into med school because of our competitive nature, right? We always wanted to be top of our class, whatever president of this, you know, save the world, all that kind of stuff, which is great. So I'm not saying competition is bad. I'm just saying at whatever point you have in your life, recognize where you are and then ask yourself, like, does this thing that I embody, like this competitive behavior, Is it, how is it serving me now where I am, right? Mm -hmm. And at that point, when I paused and I asked myself that, I said, okay, I can see, like, it served me great. Like, I've gotten financial freedom because of it, right? I've gotten time freedom because of it. But now do I want to move forward with that same mindset, and then some people might say, yes, I do, because they, I don't know, they they might. But for me, at that point, I was like, I don't because I'm exhausted, right? And I'm, I'm in a, like an internal competition with myself, right? Because everyone that looks at you, like had looked at me from the outside world was like, oh, you've got everything that you wanted. Like, please stop. Like most people would be like, please stop, right? Like, what else would you want? Why do you, like my husband used to tell me that all the time, like, oh my God, another project. Are we doing another project? Like you need to stop your projects, right?
0: Right, right. <laughs> it's
1: very much about the internal dialogue that you have with yourself and asking questions like, Where do I stand? What are my values? And your values can be they can change, right? They're dynamic, they're not static. Mm-hmm. And what and and then the other component it is okay, all these thoughts in my head that was all like competitive, go, let's go, let's conquer the world, whatever, more, more, more. And then dipping that like falling down into your body and going down and asking like okay if I do want to go forward with this competitive like thoughts Mm -hmm. how is my body feeling and that's where and like I was just blown away because I, to start out with, I'm MBTI at Myers-Briggs. What's the TI part of it? Anyways, the Mm Myers-Briggs is certified. And so there's a portion in the Myers-Briggs, which is essentially like the way that you like make decisions and the way you, that you operate in the world. It's like, are you a thinker or a feeler? Okay. And most Mm -hmm. of us physicians are thinkers, right? right. And so feelings like feelings were so foreign to me I was like I can't feel because like when you feel that's all like that (laughs) stuff and then you can't like it gets in the way right so feelings in my thoughts my beliefs about feelings where feelings are weak right and so I was completely disconnected from my body and I, it got to the point where I had the psychosomatic symptoms, right? I had, I had chronic fatigue, which I didn't even think that was a feeling. I thought that was a disease, right? Oh. <laughs> and then I had palpitations and then mm. I was like, oh, you know, my palpitations could be, you know, my arrhythmia, I've got a family history of coronary artery disease. So I kept linking it to like all these, you know, it, it, putting on my like doctor brain right and linking it to all these like family history stuff but it wasn't until I was like okay let's try to figure out like when I get palpitations and I started linking it to like where I was in my day or what was happening during that week or during that day and it all went back to like These stresses that I brought on to myself because of the way that I was trying to control the world, right? Mm -hmm. We're very, physicians are very like, I have a plan and it's got to go this way. It can't go any other way. And when it does, it's like, oh, you know, we get all stressed (laughs) out about it. So I started like, look, I started journaling, I started writing my thoughts down. And then once I started writing my thoughts down, I was like, what is this? this is my thought that I thought about this today. How does this make me feel? And then literally like at the beginning of my feelings, I was like, good or bad. Like that, that, that was, I couldn't even identify with feelings. Like what's the difference between like content and joy and bliss and like um, different spectrums of happiness. Mm-hmm. I could, like, I was like, what does, I, I don't even know what happiness is like, literally I was like, when I started on this journey a year ago, I was like, I want to feel joy because I don't, but I don't even know what that is. Like I was in that space.
0: Right. Right.
1: And the other part that was so, I think it w- is so hard for physicians is that because we are, you know, we are looked upon as like our careers are very, you know, a, a, it's a public service and so you know you're you're healing the world and and you're making a lot of money like all those perceptions of the world
0: oh. there
1: was a lot of shame for me to come out and be like, I feel like poop right mm-hmm. because people would be like, what we what you mean you feel like poop like you have you know this house and this car and this family and you know your 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 business and like how how dare? you say like you don't even have the 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 permission to feel like poop right so I think a lot of us are in that space to where like okay like I'm so blessed I'm so thankful right but there's still something missing and I can't there's no resources out there to talk about this number one and there's a lot of shame because if I god forbid if I complain Right, and this happens in like um, corporate, like you know, the big hospitals. I've never worked in a big hospital, but I've heard like people. It's like, oh, the doctor's complaining again. You've got it so great. Stop complaining,
0: right? Exactly. Yeah.
1: (laughs) And so, so you know, to have these conversations and bring light to this, and say, like, what I want to tell the audience out there is, if you are hurting if you feel void if you feel nothing right but you just you know that so, if you feel off but you can't point out what it is i completely understand i i i want to attune and i want to validate that feeling because we're hurting. Like as physicians, we are hurting. A lot of us are buffering, right? So we hurt and we we feel weird, discomfort. So I'm gonna go drink. I'm gonna go work. Our buffering is working. Buffering is doing something that that um, takes the attention away from feeling yucky, right? Feeling discomfort, right? So we work. So I'm going to work more and I'm going to be on more committees and I'm going to leave and have my own private practice. And then when I have one clinic, I'm going to multiply it to 10 clinics. Right. And then whatever, like all this crazy stuff. Right. Or I'm going to be, you know, working academics and then I'm going to be department program director and department chair and then we'll move up and I'm going to get my MBA. And that, right. <laughs> and if that comes from a place of like, Ease and like comfort and like if that comes from that place, great, awesome, do it. I'm not saying like stop, halt, and sit at home and just kind of be a yogi and like meditate all day. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying like understand what your intentions are when you're making a decision about your next goal or next step because we're so goal-oriented, right? right? And then put yourself in that equation. And you should be at the top. You shouldn't be number 2,561 on your to-do list because I was, and this is where I landed. And all the money in the world, all the time in the world, it's actually all the time in the world is counterproductive because you have more time to think. (laughs) And if you don't clean up your thinking then that's going to cause a lot of the you know the lower frequency negative emotions of guilt and shame and blame and whatever whatever that you're feeling anxiety lots of anxiety lots of anxiety in us right and so yeah so prioritize yourself like there's a lot of um talk about self-care one thing i want to point out about self-care is if you plan self-care hours, let's say once a week, right? And your self-care is, I'm going to do yoga, right? Or I'm going to exercise, right? That's like totally self-care, right? I'm taking care of my body, you know, with these movements or, you know, building, uh, burning calories, whatever. But again, you have to look at the intentions behind that self-care. Where is it coming from? If you go and exercise, is the narrative in your brain. I want to exercise because I've got this, you know, rolls in my stomach and I've got flappy arms and I'm overweight and I just, I need to lose weight to look better. Right. Mm -hmm. How does that feel versus I need to exercise because I love myself. I value myself, right? Mm-hmm. And I want to live a life, a longer life, right, or a more productive life with more energy.
0: That yeah, you've uh, you've you've dropped so many gems and very um you uh, and for all the listeners, all of your um epiphanies and all of your gems will be listen in the show notes. So uh, thanks so much for sharing that. Um, What resources did you have? um, uh,
1: Yeah.
0: Books or podcasts? So
1: I started my when five years ago when I started when I hit this wall and I was like, "There's got to be something out there." Let me look. Um, Eckhart Tolle is my favorite author. Oh. Uh, I don't know how do you spell his name. It's like E C H A R T T O L L E, something like that. Mm-hmm. But I started with. Um, and i didn't have much right i didn't have time to read right that's what we tell ourselves so i did a lot of like youtubes right on my like commute to work i just put on his youtube um and so um i re- I, I watched him a lot uh and the youtubes and then i did books. so i would say he's if you are if you are interested in kind of pausing and having that introspection and really um finding out what's going on in your thought patterns and your beliefs and what's going on in your body and your feelings and how that's playing with another to, to create your experience, right? Don't look at changing jobs or changing partners or, you know, (laughs) putting your kids into boarding school or like firing the employee, look into here, look into see like, what am I thinking about these things? And what are these thoughts creating for me? So Eckhart Tolle was great. Um, Chopra, everybody knows Chopra, he nice. was great. Wayne Dyer is another one that I started with. Uh, Ram Das is great as well. Um, so those are the four that I started with. And then I um, got uh, certified as a life coach. So the life coach school podcast is a great one to start with as well. And then I have my own podcast called uh, mindful living with Dr. Sogol. If you just like search S O G O L, cause there's not that many Sogols out there on the podcast on iTunes and iTunes is the bigger, bigger one, buzz sprouts. And um I don't remember the other ones. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I I do, I have my own podcast and I talk about, I literally take you through all these tools and my podcast is, so those like spiritual teachers are are, mm, kind of, (laughs) they're, if you're starting at like, you know, Healing 101, listen to my podcast Mm because I break everything down and I give a lot of science. Uh, Joe Dispenza, um, uh, his books are great too. And he gives a lot of neuroscience, right? So like he talks about serotonin and dopamine and cortisol and norepinephrine and the fight and flight. So those things I try to bring into my podcast because it's very a home for us physicians, right? And so we can, it's not all woo woo, like (laughs) out there stuff, which we can't connect with. Um, so, I would start with that. Um, I am more than happy um, to, if you want to take this further, if you've listened to my podcast and you're like, oh, these tools totally make sense, like, I want to take this further, then um, I have coaching. I have one on one coaching, and it's specifically for physicians. And it's for physicians that have literally checked off their financial goals, personal goals, professional goals. And feel like poop <laughs> or don't feel or if something feels weird off they don't feel good um i'm more than happy that is like that my mission is to heal the physician community yeah. and that healing starts with healing yourself because we are so conditioned to healing others and so conditioned to giving mm-hmm. and so for us to be able to share that compassion and that connection and that energy that we have we've got to start with healing ourselves
0: that's a that's a wonderful note and um i know you have a uh, if, if listeners you want to get in contact with you is there a website or email or on social Uh,
1: yeah so i'm on instagram and facebook i'm on um i don't know why i have two different names just because that's how my weird my brain is (laughs) and i I couldn't figure out the text i gave up and did that so um it's uh mindful living with dr sogold is on um Uh, Facebook, And -hmm. then my Instagram is Dr. Sokol underscore mindful living. But again, I think if you put in Sokol, it'll pop up. Um, My email, if you go to, so message me, I check my messages through Facebook and Instagram all the time. And then if you go to my podcast, then in my show notes at the bottom is my email. It's super long. It's palabonsokol at gmail.com. But Um, you can just click on it. I do not have a website Just, (laughs) (laughs) just because one of my beliefs is I hate technology. And so I haven't been able to grasp that part. I wanted to get my message out uh, before getting bogged down into the details of like perfect website, whatever. And I love to talk. So I was like, podcast it is. I can just talk into a microphone and that's super easy for me. So a website will be coming on, but most of my material is on my podcast and Instagram and um, Facebook. And if you follow me, I have daily posts and my posts are very much... I I try to heal myself by sharing and telling my story. So it's very much what I feel for today or, you know, aha moment I had for the day or or something that I did wrong that I wanted to share, but not beat myself up for it. So they're all very authentic stories. And that's actually how I started because I kept looking at social media and I was like, we are not fine. We're not happy. We're not what all of these pictures show us as. (laughs) And I got tired of it. Like I got tired of having like these conversations with people that were just like, oh yeah, my job is good. My family's, I was like, no, that we're so much more than that. Like that I wanted deeper conversations, right? I wanted things that were like really came from like the heart and like from the soul and, and, and your true like essence. And, and so, so I, that that's what my social media is about. It's not about like perfect picture filter, blah, blah, blah. It's about like, even if I go on vacation, because I took my brain, what was my brain telling me during this awesome vacation at the beach, right? Uh And bringing that to light and saying that it's normal, that we're all humans, and we're not supposed to be happy all the time. (laughs)
0: Exactly. Well, we've really enjoyed your time on the show and any last parting words before we uh, conclude? Oh,
1: gosh, last parting words for me is that, please take the time whether that's one minute, two minutes, three minutes, please take the time to yourself for those busy moms. I recommend that time to be like in the bathroom when you're peeing, right? If that's because that's what I used to do where my kids were toddlers, the only alone time I had was in the bathroom, in the shower, in my drive to work. Those were my like sanctuaries where when the kids were younger, right? Mm -hmm. And, 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 And journaling is so important and just writing down what you're feeling. And so you can bring it into your awareness instead
0: of keep pushing it and
1: avoiding it and buffering it. Awesome.
0: That's so wonderful. You've dropped so many gems and um, we look forward to having you on the podcast again.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much for the opportunity. This has been so much fun. I'm
0: honored. Well, I really hope you enjoyed that episode. Let's hear a last shout-out from this week's sponsor, Locum Story. For doctors, the story has changed. Visit doctorpodcastnetwork.com forward slash locum story for unbiased information about locum tenens and see if it should be your next chapter. And remember, locum tenens tends to trend as a godsend men to burn out ends. Everything... This podcast is for educational purposes only. It does not constitute the practice of medicine, and we are not providing medical advice. No physician-patient relationship is formed, and anything discussed in this podcast does not represent the views of our employers. We recommend that you seek the guidance of your personal physician regarding any specific health-related issues. I'm excited that you made it for another episode you are truly the best. If you've been following the show for a while, you know that my passion is to bring you the education you need to find your path to financial freedom. Please come back week after week for new content, new resources, and great guests. Until then, if you haven't already, please be sure to check out the website, www.drchrisluemdphd.com for more support. I'll see you next week.